Hi guys, and welcome to episode 26 of the Nintendo Village podcast, your weekly half-hour Nintendo show. I am your host, Phil Myth, and I'm joined this week by Mr. Gary Gray, of course. Of course, that's me, the Gary. It is. And we're joined by Mr. Jack Gorn this week as well. It's me, I'm back. Hello, how are we doing? Uh, Not bad, mate. How are you? It's been a while since we've had you on. Yeah, I think it's probably been about a year or so, probably. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be back. and nice I, don't, to be I don't think it's that Blitz. long. The show's only 26 episodes that long. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to make us feel bad. He's like, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. never invite me on. All I want to do is talk Mario and you guys just carry on with Exactly. Me. <laughs> See, I just want to come here and just, just spread the Star Fox love and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got a great show for you this week. No Star Fox, but plenty of Mario, given what's been in the news. Uh, we're going to get these guys' Animal Crossing impressions as they've finally been playing it. And Gary's also been checking out the Bravely Default 2 demo. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to give our full impressions of the Nintendo Direct Mini that dropped last week out of nowhere. So stay tuned for all that cool stuff. So we'll dive in then with some games. And why not start with the Bravely Default 2 demo? Gary, I believe you've been giving it a whirl. How are you finding yep. it? Yeah, uh, so. Um... Straight away, as soon as you load it up, you realise how damn beautiful this game is. They've done a fantastic job. It's it's quite a lot like Octopath, but with more like a, instead of 8-bit, just more like a hand-drawn sort of flair to it. Um, the voice acting is pretty good as well. Um, it's it's like true to its chibi forms from the 3DS, which is good as well, right? Because normally when things come over to console, they, they tend to change quite a lot. Um, yeah, I thought that. Then- I thought it looked kind of like... Uh, like a marriage between the 3DS uh, iterations of the games and Octopath Traveler. I, it really looked like um, kind of dioramic areas oh, yeah. and stuff in yeah, the trailer. Definitely. And the actual graphics, like themselves, like each texture has got this really nice shine and polish to it. Water effects are brilliant. Lighting effects are good. And because it's running Unreal Engine, you know that motion blur that a lot of Unreal Engine games have, but sometimes yeah. I can do it way, way too much. They seem to have found a really good balance, so it actually like peaks and manages to look really crisp. Um, in terms of gameplay, I, I, it's infuriating because it's so hard. It's really, really hard. And, it, and the demo does tell you at the start, it's like the difficulty's been bumped up a little bit uh, so you can enjoy messing around with the classes, which is kind of weird because they want feedback. So I don't know why you'd artificially make a demo harder because everybody's feedback is going to be, yo, I get into a random fight, I get dominated. But um, so, are so they I, trying to encourage grinding then, essentially, and messing around? I think with so. Yeah, because um, I mean, I've I've played the demo for nearly three hours now, and right. I haven't finished it. Like a lot of that time has been grinding, playing around with um, equipment, playing around with the classes, seeing what you can get away with, what you can't, and in a, in a way, it's sort of it's sort of priming you to play the real game. Like it's it's almost getting you like no you you need to learn these for the real game because when you've got those big boy pants on this game is going to kick your ass <laughs> and it's kind of weird in that way um i am enjoying it but if the real game is as difficult as this is then i probably wouldn't finish the actual real game because there's just times when it's just blatantly unfair you'll come across a group of enemies that'll be like five six baddies versus your team of three and um, the way that the game works is you can choose Brave, which is attack, or Default, which is defend. But if you defend, it lets you attack, gives you the option to attack more than once the next turn, up to three times, which makes a combo of four, realistically. And the enemies can do that as well. So when you're against, like, 
four or five hard enemies and they all default for the first couple of rounds and then all choose brave and aim at one person in your crew then you have no chance because they start falling like flies and then you just can't get out of it you can't recover them because you'll you'll once it's down to like two characters versus four two characters versus five it becomes way too hard um so other than that like i really really generally think they've done an amazing job it's definitely one of the better looking games on the switch already and it's only a demo um so i can't wait to see what the actual game is like i just really hope that they take that edge off it and make it because i don't mind if a game's hard i mind if a game is unfairly hard and i feel like this is just unfair at times right but uh yeah i mean i don't know if you guys have checked it out at all not yet, no. It's been like on my radar, and I, I am going to check that out. I've been getting this weird like JRPG itch recently. I don't quite know why. Because um, usually like I do have to be in the mood to play those kind of things, but when I do, I'm really into it. But I've not played one in like forever, so maybe that's why. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to check out the demo for this. I might re-download the demo for Dragon Quest Eleven as well, because I enjoyed the sort of half an hour or so I spent on that before I got distracted by other things. I think Luigi's Mansion came out. Um, and Octopath Traveler's been on sale recently as well. And that's been one I've been meaning to pick up for ages because I really enjoyed the demo for that. And I just haven't gotten around to playing it purely because I know I don't have the time to sink into an RPG like that. Um, but speaking of JRPGs, Gorn, you've been playing Final Fantasy VII this week, apparently, which I yeah. think all the FF games have been on sale recently on Switch, right? Yeah, basically, I've um, because of the pending release of a certain game coming to PS4, um, <laughs> I, I've been replaying Final Fantasy VII again since it's come up on the Switch. Um, this game is probably my favourite RPG of quite many RPGs I've played. It's probably one of the best ones I've, I've ever played. Um, but I've actually completed it for the first time uh, recently, and that's why I sort of mentioned it uh, this week. I've been playing that quite substantially until Animal Crossing came out. Um, but <laughs> oh, Final Fantasy VII in general is just—it's just an excellent RPG all round. If, if you love your story-based sort of games, it, it's definitely the one to, to play. Does it? Yeah. Do, it, does it, it hold does, up? Then? Sorry. I was literally just about to say the same thing. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it's got some upscale textures and stuff, um, but you can see its age. Uh, there is there is some decent features like there's a times three speed which helps you get through some of the the oversightedly really slow bits of the original release on the PlayStation. Uh, what about you, Gorny? How do you find it? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's all right now, or do you think it's really starting to be, look rougher in the It's areas? more of a port of the PC version, which was a bit yeah. of an upgrade graphically anyway from the PS One version. Um, there's a few like the problem with the PC version. There's a lots of glitches still within it that were still involved in the ps1 version but i think part of that actually makes the game more fun there's there's a famous glitch called the w item glitch which basically means you can duplicate any item you want from it when in the game so there's a, there's a lot of people that like using things like that in the game to sort of cheat its way through i played it purely without cheating without any like any issues like that but it's just it, from start to finish, there's just so much in that game. You, there's so many different parts to it that you just don't expect to happen. And then all of a sudden, you're on the chase after this. Uh, the Sephiroth is the main sort of villain in it, but there's also other villains and things and that are actually involved in this whole story. And it takes place in so many different areas and things. But overall, it's just such a classic, brilliant game. And the whole history of it not being out on a 64 originally supposed to be on the 64 because it, had, it couldn't fit on the about 54 cartridges, cartridges they needed to make it fit. 
then they moved it to PlayStation for the CD, uh, fit on free discs on there. But now to have it back onto a Nintendo console is quite a brilliant thing, I think, personally. But one of those. And both of you guys will just get some quick thoughts on Animal Crossing now. That, well, Gorney, you, you weren't here last week because it's been a year since you've been on, apparently. And Gary, you <laughs> finally, last year. <laughs> finally got your hands on a copy. Uh, so, Gary, we'll start with you then. How, how are you finding it so far? Yeah, um, so uh, I don't know how to put this gently, but <laughs> I found it infuriating over the first couple of days. And here's why. Right, I going into the release of it, I try not to look at too much information about games, which I know is mad because we do podcasts, we do a website, right? But sometimes spoilers are spoilers. With Animal Crossing, it's different. I don't think there's anything really to spoil because the experience is the game and there's not like an ending or a final boss that I know of anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, what happened was is uh, the, the copy come through the door and my daughter clocked it first before I did. So she got so excited, booted it up, started an island and everything. About three days in, I was like, I haven't got a shovel. I haven't got an axe. There's no museum. How are people progressing in this game? And it was actually Phil who was like, oh yeah, the lead file is the one who owns the island, so you can't progress unless it's your character who moved in first. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So I had to, I had to basically nuke the island and start again. <laughs> so I started to realise that you nuked the island and started again. Yeah, we told her. We was uh, like, oh, we need to start again because we can't get any further. She's like, okay, which yeah. which she's she's fairly good like that anyway. <laughs> um, so we started again, and uh, I forgot. I'm I'm just at the point where the museum's going to be built tomorrow, and uh, I forgot to buy the house <laughs> after <laughs> I paid off the tent. So I'm waiting for that for tomorrow. So I ate a bit of a roadblock. So my impressions for this week um won't be that full, but I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying it now, now that I've started again and I can actually progress. Um, really irritated by the the one island thing now. Like I was saying, it's not that bad of or that big of a deal, and I don't think it would have been uh, until I found out that detail. Like I don't understand why they just don't give you the option. Don't I, I don't know. It's just crazy, but uh, yeah, it, it's done now anyway. The I started again, and let's just hope I can carry on from here with no other problems. Gorney, quick impressions. Uh, quick impressions of Animal Crossing. Um, I didn't know there was any other games at all at the moment. That's the literally the only <laughs> game I've been playing. Um, yeah, same pretty much. It's 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 just um, like the original sort of versions of Animal Crossing. Um, it's it's very casual all around. The, the game is based for poor casual players. However, there's just so many different fun things you can do with like friends and stuff on here. I really like the online mode and the way it's set up. Uh, the, I've got not to brag too much, but I've got a few friends in in Japan at the moment who uh, basically have got loads of friends who uh, around Japan in Australia, so that sort of area. So having like the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere as selectable islands at the start, uh, depending on where you are, there's different seasons going on on those those areas. So we managed to go to a southern hemisphere island with a few friends the other day and managed to catch like loads of the, like really rare fish at the moment. Um, but it's just it's just the fact that you can go and do that and go to visit other people's islands and share each other's items and fruits and things or if you want to share some money and things like that there's like different tips and tricks that people have learned throughout the play and i think nintendo finally it's taken so long they actually finally made a really good use of the app the actual uh, phone app the online for that and talking through there it's, it's just made it so much simpler it really has um and the fact that you can text on your phone to display the text on the screen on the Nintendo Switch as well, it's just 
made it actually usable for once, which is great. So hopefully more yeah. stuff like that in the future. Just just quickly on the multiplayer thing, by the way, I've actually been playing it three player locally, and that's pretty good. Um, basically it uses the other characters' inventory so they can use their axes and stuff like that as long as they have them on their file. Um, but they don't wear out, and anything they catch actually goes into like this big box in Tom Nook's shop, so you can all chip in and use whatever got caught there oh, uh, it's really good like I've, I've seen a few people complain about it but i actually think it's fine it's a really good way of playing with kids because they don't interrupt with your character in your file they can't do anything that sort of works with online as well so you can use that 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 basically mystery box to chuck in whatever you want into there kind of thing yeah. but i think the online players can do that for them for you as well um but your best friends you can set and they can dig holes for you and, and place things on your island and stuff like that and also um one good thing that I've got is I've got a Bluetooth um, keyboard with the, for the Joy-Con, so that the Joy-Con switched into the side of it, and then um, you can actually use that in Animal Crossing to type. So when you're online with your friends, uh, I've got a full working keyboard, and oh, I've actually found a use for it because I brought this ages ago to use with YouTube, and I just start. I, I then got a smart TV, <laughs> um, so it's actually really nice having a use for that, and uh, I would like to see an actual official version or something closer because. Whereas it's a good keyboard that I've got, it's made by Boss or Bose yeah. or something like that. Um, but the uh, I just wish it gripped a little better. But it's a re- it's actually nice having that use of a keyboard for a change on a game. I suppose if you wanted an official one, you could always use the GameCube adapter and use the GameCube keyboard. Oh yeah, that massive, that massive. I've also been playing Animal Crossing. I've not got much to add that i haven't said already go and check out uh, the review on site which i'm updating every day it's sort of like a review diary uh i'm closing in on on giving it a score i think i'll probably do that once i've hit about two weeks in the game uh but yeah i'm absolutely loving it and i'm loving the to speak to the online stuff as well just the community around it everyone's been so cool and uh, inviting people over to their islands and sharing their switch codes online and and sharing stuff and some people are just sort of like leaving their gates open putting a dodo code on Twitter and saying, yo, come help yourself to fruits and stuff, leave yeah. things for other people. And everyone's been like really cool about it. I, um, I agree there, Phil. The, the community has been excellent for the, so far. And, and uh, the people making um, like clothing and, and stuff for at the moment, they, like I've seen people making like the Metroid suit, things like that, so you can wear the whole suit. And really, really clever idea that there's such a simple design aspect to it. Yeah, absolutely. And even on the islands themselves, I'm really excited to see what people cook up going forward with their, their full island signs on the houses as well. Right, Len, and to the big news this week. It's been a relatively quiet week right up until yesterday when this huge news dropped. There's a rumour, but it's been corroborated by Eurogamer. It was originally uh, broken by VGC. Uh, so there's some big names. And then Gamatsu... Um, confirms stuff as well all the different sources and basically nintendo have got big plans for mario's 35th anniversary this year uh, the rumor is that they are bringing not only super mario 64 but super mario sunshine super mario galaxy and super mario 3d world to switch all this year uh this is huge like, it's absolutely nuts and so i want to get your guys thoughts first of all on the rumor and also on which one of these you would be most excited for. So, Gorney, let's start with you. What do you reckon? Um, I'm optimistic that it's a, it's a, tr- a true thing. The, the only sort of thing I could think of is if it's the 35th anniversary, that they could be making another All-Stars pack for Mario. Maybe this is the idea to chuck them all into one pack. I don't know. Um, so there was some news, uh, some further news from VGC earlier today, actually, I think, 
when they suggested that 64 Sunshine and Galaxy could well be in like an anniversary pack like that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like the idea. That's good to good thing. Um, personally, I think I'd like to see Sunshine as most, as most want to play. Because um, like 64, you don't need to really do an update for. It's just a classic game. I don't think it will make any difference having it in a classic sort of order or new modern way, unless you add something extra to it. And then we've already done that with the 3DS version anyway, so it's like, do we really need that? Um, Sunshine, we haven't seen since the GameCube version, and it's just, it's such an excellent, excellent game. There's so much in that that just, I can see when you infuriate people at the same time, there's a new generation probably haven't even played it, is the way I'm looking at it with that, that game. Um, whereas Galaxy... I was never too fond of, to be honest. I, I like there are some good moments in those games, but they just seem to get to a point where it's like it only gets so far, and then you just kind of get frustrated with it in, in a way. I don't know if that's like, the same sort of agreement with that, guys, or it's just me. <laughs> but, just me. But um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. But I, I, I'm sort of waiting on the way. I'd like wait and see what happens with that sort of rumor esque kind of thing. But be cool. So it sounds like Sunshine's your pick then. Gary, yeah. how about you? So my first uh, instinct was, what a load of crap. Right? <laughs> and then, and then I, I, saw this, I saw this thing, I was like, no, no, what a load of rubbish. Who, who the hell would ever come up with that and why would people believe it? And then I see all these other news, art- news outlets commenting on it saying, oh yeah, well we've had sources as well. And it's like, well, why didn't you break the story first? Mm-hmm. Right? And so um, I, I was just, I just dismissed it as utter crap. Right? And then uh, I thought about it a bit more and it does kind of make sense in a way, um, but not in the way that people are going to want it to happen. So what I think is going to happen is they are going to bundle them together. They are going to put them on the cartridge or disc, whatever cartridge thing, <laughs> um, but uh, in a bundle, should we just say. But they're not going to be remasters. They're going to be a dump of ROMs, basically, I think I think is the way that it's going to be. Uh, because I don't, th- I don't see why they would put the effort into remastering all these games and then to bundle them together. Surely they would do one and sell it at full price like they do with every other game because they know that people buy them and they know that it works for them. After all, Nintendo is a business, right? Um, so that's that's my opinion of, of that, really. I think the 3D world would be sold separately because, to be fair, you know, it doesn't really need anything changing and it's basically just a Switch game anyway at that point then um but with the others i mean there's the nvidia versions that dropped in china of of the of some of those games and uh, so they're already done to a point but i still think that there's just going to be a bundle of roms i don't see how they're going to remake them all and bundle them together i think if that happens i'll be really surprised and like i don't mean to be the person who's always negative i just like to think that i'm really level-headed that's mm. mainly because i'm always wearing a flat cap um <laughs> but I just, from a business point of view, I don't think it makes sense to remaster three or four different games and then bundle them together. And I think that, um, yeah, we do see that from a lot of third-party companies. They do do that. Um, But it's not very Nintendo-like. Where they have done the ROM dumps before on cartridges and discs, right? We've got that with Zelda quite a few times where they've put some of the classics and Ocarina and Majora's Mask all on one collection. And we've also seen it... I mean, okay, they did do it at one point in Mario All-Stars, but to be fair, the jump from 8-bit to 16-bit was like night and day. So I think that was warranted. But That's I don't true. know. But then uh, I would I would say to that then that in the case of uh, Super Mario 64, the jump from 64-bit to full HD is... Now, yeah, I would completely agree with that, but I think that that jump is so big that it warrants its own 
version yeah, rather than no, a, a I, bundle. I get that. I think I'm inclined to think you're right. Like we, like you say, there is the HD version of Super Mario Galaxy, which released in China on the Nvidia Shield, uh, and that was. Uh, it was an emulation, if you like, but it was up-resed. It was actually up-resed past 1080p and then sort of like downscaled again for the, the monitor it was on, uh, just because of the, the ratio that it was in, because it was obviously 4... No, was it 4.3? I think so. It wasn't full widescreen, something like that, anyway. Um, yeah. And then, so that leaves uh, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Odyssey. Whether or not those get similar sort of treatment the fact that Nintendo, they actually put a lot of effort into the the emulation for the galaxy on the nvidia shield so a lot of the hard work has already been done on that um front and with galaxy being essentially a gamecube what was it two gamecubes taped together isn't it um the, sorry the wii <laughs> that means that in theory that sunshine could well work with similar sort of emulation so we may end up with something like that and in which case they only really need to give uh mario 64 and you like a paint so it's possible but i think you're right i think i can't see them doing like a full-on full hd like you know super mario 64 in the odyssey engine as much as i would love to play that um i can see an up-resed version of sunshine and i can see the nvidia shield version of galaxy maybe with a few few tweaks making it over as well i think 3d world will get the deluxe treatment yeah um the news is that they could throw in some like new stages and things or like some extra content on top of the the base game so basically in the same way that um new super mario brothers and mario kart got which kind of makes sense right um yeah. for me like the the most exciting thing about this is well partly is the super mario sunshine but also the other bit which i forgot to mention earlier which is the new paper mario game yes and Just, again the, yes yeah, <laughs> Gorney agrees. And again, the the rumor is that this is a more traditional Paper Mario in your Paper Mario slash Thousand Year Door vein, rather than your Color Splash and Sticker Star type thing. I actually quite enjoyed Color Splash. It wasn't the the best game in the series by any stretch, but it looked gorgeous. So you know, another HD Paper Mario. I'm all over that. Um, and the writing as ever was just fantastic. Yeah. So. That's that's the big thing I'm looking forward to. The the the, the comedy and, and the writing in, in the color splash was absolutely excellent. It's just the humor and everything about it is just so funny. But but it just lacks on the gameplay is the problem with that game. Yeah. Maybe. So if it if it if it does go back towards that more traditional um thousand year door style Paper Mario then I think us Mario fans are gonna be in for quite a cracking twenty twenty. Oh yeah, to- totally. And and just to put my two cents in on the Paper Mario thing, like I think that that's what we all want. Not so not so convinced that that's what we're gonna get yet. Because if you think about it, there's been more Paper Marios that aren't in that style now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think of all of all these rumors, I think that's the one area that, <laughs> as much as like just on the face of it, all of it seems wishful thinking. That is the the one thing that thinks. And why yeah. would Nintendo like totally change the fan or go back that way? But then I suppose they did with Odyssey, and obviously we know that um, Alpha Dream unfortunately went under. So the Mario and Luigi um, series, which has traditionally been the more traditional RPG as of late, mm. is kind of on the on the back burner at the minute. So maybe Paper Mario could pick up that mantle again. We shall see. I, I'm not going to sing King of Wishful Thinking again, but I want to be I want to be there with you. I really want that. 
I'll just take a thousand year door remake or, or just to I'll take just that original game on the switch. It'll be fine. But that, that'll do. <laughs> right then to our topic this week, we are going to try and blast through the Nintendo direct mini. We're not going to talk about everything, obviously, because this is supposed to be a half hour show, uh, <laughs> but we'll pick out a couple of highlights. Um, I'll go first this time. Um, the big highlight for me was arms in smash. I think that's great. I was really disappointed that there's, game didn't get some representation off the bat i think it deserves it i think arms is massively underrated i think it's a fantastic fighting game it's really unique and i jumped back into it this week uh on the back of this announcement i played a little bit online earlier today as well got my backside handed to me because i'm very rusty but the the balance and the way you know it's almost like a game of chess but with springy arms and clowns and people using hairs for punches and things it's just totally nuts but Finding the balance and, and and reading your opponent is such a, a core element of that game. I don't think it's like any other fighting game that's out there. Uh, and so I'm so glad Nintendo are kind of giving it a new lease of life. They've obviously uh, made it available for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers for a free trial as well for the next week or so, which is great. I hope more people dive in and pick it up, and I hope they pick it up, you know, pay for the full, the full version after that, because I do think it deserves an audience. I think it got a little bit overshadowed by Splatoon 2. And so I was so chuffed that ARMS is getting some rep in Smash. I'm hoping that it's going to be my girl, Min Min. Uh, Gary, yep. what was your yeah. highlight? Mine was actually ARMS in Smash as well. That's something right. that I, I wanted wanted really badly from the start. But being as you've picked that one, uh, I'm going to say, probably for me, I'm going to skim on two very quickly. Um, the 2K games, like who doesn't want XCOM, Borderlands, and Bioshock yep. on one system, right? Yeah. But just to quickly throw mine in, if it, and we'll let Gorney talk about these more in depth in a second. But like, I want the Switch to be the console that plays all the games of yesteryear, right? As many ports as you can shove on it, shove them on. Delicious. I'll eat them all up because I never played any of these games. Give me my Skyrims. Give me my Dark Souls. Absolutely brilliant. And now we're getting these even better. Um, and then my other highlight, which will will surprise you after my ramblings and uh, negative talk on the last couple of ones, was actually Xenoblade Chronicles because <laughs> they Wait actually a did a, a slap up job of this. Like seeing the graphic comparisons night and day, wow! Like Shulk's never looked so good. I can't wait to see him in just his pants jumping around in a field. <laughs> uh, and the battle system, it doesn't look too different, which concerns me a little bit, but. They have definitely polished up the way that it looks. It looks a lot cleaner and snappier. And adding an extra mode, in, uh, an extra like bit of story in there as well, which apparently you don't even have to play the main game to unlock. Brilliant. Um, and the UK limited edition bundle is probably one of the sexiest limited edition bundles for anything we've ever had. It comes with a vinyl, a vinyl <laughs> record, which is just fantastic to put on your wall and never play on a record player because nobody owns one. And uh, yeah, it just looks looks really good. I'm actually, as, as painful as it is, I'm considering a third dive into that. Um, I don't <laughs> I was, want to. I was to. waiting for that about turn then. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I am going to hold out. I'm not buying the limited edition either, but by the way. You were but, uh, a big fan of the, the Torno expansion for yes, two, right? Yes, so, I was, yeah. yeah. So this extra content that they're adding for this one then, look, I was getting similar kind of vibes off that. Yeah, it's... Oh, I can't believe they've done this to me, the pain. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things like, you, you know, sometimes you say I'm never going to buy a remaster, Super Mario U uh, and uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and guess who owns both of those, right? 
<laughs> so, Gorney, then, you were smitten with the 2K announcement, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, the, the fact that there's some of these games that people haven't played because they haven't been on a Nintendo console. Um, Bioshock, uh, would you kindly just go and buy them when it comes out? They're just really, really excellent first-person game shooter games, but there's just more gameplay to it than just a shooting people up kind of thing is there's lots of sort of puzzles and things to work out and and sort of working your way around around maps and things but that's an excellent game um xcom coming out they've obviously saw that everyone enjoyed uh rabbits and uh, mario and the rabbits and they seem to think oh maybe we can cash a buck here i think but it's um it's, if you like your tactical sort of games like that i think that's definitely worth a pick up um of course borderlands as well another excellent series from 2k i think all three of them definitely deserve recognition on the switch they're, they're all excellent series um i did just want to sort of mention a couple other things quickly in that was mentioned um the tabletop games there's like 51 games in one pack that was really random um, it was random and it was like it came on and i was like oh i can kind of switch off this and then by the end of it i was like oh, do you know what i might I might pick this up. <laughs> see, I wasn't. So I, I, wasn't I loved all these games. You see, I love the. In defense of these, right? This is one that I might actually pick up. I'm the sort of person who used to buy all these on the DS, mm, and yeah. uh, like I brought Sega Casino and everything on the DS. And like for me, these actually look really good. We've because of the lockdown, we've resorted to board games. And my good god, have I missed some of those? I so think that's I what it is, right? Like up. it's perfect timing for it. Now, yeah. I, I didn't see when the release date was. If it came out like next week, then it, I think they, it's they, it, June. I think I believe. Ah, uh, yeah. see, so we might be outside by then. They might miss <laughs> <the boat>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to mention that because uh, apparently there's an online mode for some games on there as mm-hmm. well. So I'm like, that could be an interesting thing for the, the future for some of the villagers, of course. Um, yeah, uh, excellent. And of, of course, uh, Phil's already mentioned it to me. Uh, pod racing is coming as well. How can we not be excited for this, man? I'm just, I'd love the original pod, pod, pod racing on the N64. If it's like that or anything like that, I'm happy. So. Do you know what? I'm so disappointed because uh, was it last week when we were talking about uh, deep cuts that we wanted from like N64 yeah. on Switch? And I almost picked Pod Racer. I almost yeah. picked it and then it got announced. And I, honestly, I, there was Arms and Smash, and that were the two moments of the direct where, like, I punched the air and was like, "Yes, come You've on!" You called it, man. You called it. <laughs> yes. I want to end this podcast on a sad story. So, um, we used to go to H and M in Merry Hill, um, which is where I live. It's the mall, and uh, they used to have N sixty four cabinets lined up, and Pod Racer was on one of them. And I didn't have Pod Racer, so I used to stay in H and M while my parents went around oh. the rest of the mall shopping, <laughs> sitting there playing Pod Racer. And I'm like, "Mom, I really want this game." She goes, "You're not bloody having it because you'll complete it in H and M." So I never owned it. <laughs> my mom wouldn't buy me because of H and M. So, uh, so hopefully this time I might get a chance to play it. That's class. That's so good. Was it the full game as well? Did you finish it? Yeah, it was like it was like the full game in a cabinet. And uh, no, I, I, every time I went back there, somebody'd reset stuff on it. So yeah, swines. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't like the uh, F Zero Arcade thing where you could take your own memory card and just sort of like carry on. Oh, I've told you my sad story about that. Yeah, got, yeah, don't yeah. go there, Phil. You you don't want to see a full bearded <laughs> man cry, dear. And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one thing I will say, just to wrap up on the direct is that I found it really interesting that Nintendo built it as a direct mini, even though it was like half an hour long and we got like a bunch of really big announcements. And that made me think that something big is going to be coming at E3. And if these Mario rumors uh, turn out to be true, then 
that tracks absolutely perfectly. I, I think uh, we, we noticed that there's not many release dates because because of current situations, of course. So maybe maybe we'll be seeing a bit more of later on in the full direct. But yeah, that, I think that's, there's a lot of people calling for for a direct, and they just they just I think they just put it out as quick as they could, kind of thing. The looks of it. But. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the show there. Thank you very much for listening. Like I say at the top of the show, this is your weekly half-hour Nintendo podcast. Uh, but there's tons of other stuff on Nintendo Village for you to enjoy. We have a retro show, Nintendo Nostalgia, and Jeff does a cracking job with the Nindy Nation every week. So if you like your indie games, that is definitely a show to check out. If you want to chat to us on Twitter, you can follow Nintendo Village, which is at Village Nintendo. You can find myself at PhilMyth. You can find Gary at... Full at Cap Gary. And you can find Gorney at... Gorney7789. 7789. That's... Where does the seven seven eight nine come from? It's his pin. So if you want to rob Gorney, yeah. that's the number you need. Uh, thank you very much for listening, <laughs> everyone. We shall catch you all next week.